0: Hi, everyone. This is a bit different from most of the podcasts I post, so please bear with me. I want to pay tribute to a friend who passed recently. When I first got into sound recording, I didn't know much about it, so I went out and searched for resources that would help me learn. I talked with sound engineers, people at National Public Radio, and I scoured the web in search of articles and papers and videos and podcasts and frankly anything that would give me some insight into how to produce sound correctly one day while i was wandering around youtube i came across a video called getting started with recording natural sounds it's short about six and a half minutes but the guy who stars in it just enchanted me in fact his gentle speech his kind demeanor his friendly ways and his absolute zeal and enthusiasm are the main reasons that i got into the field the man in the video is richard nelson He died last week, and the sound world lost one of its most energetic luminaries and advocates. Richard lived in Sitka, Alaska, and he was a regular on Alaska Public Radio, most notably as the host of Encounters, a series about the wildlife and culture of Alaska. You can find the entire series at www.encountersnorth.org. Each episode starts with a snippet of music by the band Outback, a song called Animal Music. When I hear that song today, I always smile because I expect Richard's voice to follow. I spoke today with Liz McKenzie, Richard's longtime friend and colleague and cinematographer, and she confirmed that the Encounters North website will continue to be available, including all of the radio programs and all of the videos that they've produced. I ask you to please consider contributing to the site to help keep it going in Richard's memory. Liz has a lot of material that hasn't been produced yet, but she'll be putting it up on the site as she completes it. Over the last couple of years, I chatted pretty regularly with Richard and Liz. Even though he was slowing down by choice, he was still running at a 100 miles an hour with his hair on fire, his desire to educate the world about the magic of nature unflagging. When he wasn't talking enthusiastically about his love for Alaska's wilderness, He was talking about ravens, or eagles, or whales, or salmon, or the deep respect and affection that he felt for the Koyukan people, with whom he developed a very special kinship through his work as a cultural anthropologist early in his career. His book, The Island Within, is deep and rich and powerfully moving. Here's an excerpt. I breathe in the soft, saturated exhalations of cedar trees and salmonberry bushes, fireweed and wood fern marsh hawks and meadow voles, marten and harbor seal and black-tailed deer. I breathe in the same particles of air that made songs in the throats of hermit thrushes and gave voices to humpback whales, the same particles of air that lifted the wings of bald eagles and buzzed in the flight of hummingbirds, the same particles of air that rushed over the sea in storms, whirled in high mountain snows, whistled across the poles and whispered through lush equatorial gardens, air that has passed continually through life on earth. I breathe it in, pass it on, share it in equal measure with billions of other living things, endlessly, infinitely. Richard, you will be missed— Whether laughing as a whale breaches beside your kayak and soaks you through or teaching us how to make a parabolic microphone out of a salad bowl or explaining some deep and important belief that the Koyukan people share, you, sir, are a treasure. Thank you for sharing your love of Alaska and your passion for the natural world. And with that, I'm going to let Richard have the final say.
1: The nearest cow to me, now perhaps 25 yards away with a calf. Ooh, she's stopping, she's looking right at me. If one caribou takes fright, the whole bunch is gonna go. And there are a couple thousand caribou, her little calf actually coming up right under her, trying to nurse, she moves her hind leg a little bit so that calf can get up under there, and nurses, oh, not for long, she walks away. The little calf now dashes off one direction, stops, looks back at its mom. As I look around, I find myself thinking again, about Lewis and Clark and in their journals those two explorers left vivid accounts of those great American plains. They described the abundant grizzly bears, the wolves, the antelope. Above all what they wrote about most powerfully was the buffalo in their incomprehensible numbers, migrating over those vast open windswept plains. Now since Lewis and Clark's time the American plains have been completely transformed piece by piece. The land was crisscrossed by roads. It was divided into patchwork fields, ranches, densely settled, farms, towns, cities, industries. Place by place, the grizzlies, the wolves, and the buffalo disappeared until they were gone everywhere. With them, the once vast wildness vanished. All this happened within just a few human lifetimes. But amazingly, such a world still exists here in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. I can see that world right now as I look up into the eyes of caribou They're laying down the closest ones about twenty yards away from me. I see it in these calves frolicking in their newly discovered home. I see it as I keep my eyes peeled here for the grizzly bear, the wolf, the wolverine, the musk ox. It's as if I have opened my own eyes to the world as Lewis and Clark saw it two centuries ago. Here it's tundra rather than prairie. It's caribou rather than buffalo. It's the homeland of the Inupiat and Wichin rather than the Lakota and Shoshone. But it's still a chance to experience the original unaltered, untrammeled, undiminished, untamed world. And this is why the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge is one of the most important questions that we are ever going to face in our lifetimes as inhabitants of the American land. Should this place of the caribou and the wolves and the grizzly, should it remain for these animals, for the muskox, the bears, the wolves, for the native hunters, for the seekers of wilderness? Or should it be transformed to meet our other needs as the land of the buffalo was transformed in the century before us? The caribou moving some not more than 15 yards away. Listen! You can hear their grunting Several caribou are looking at me right now. Uh, uh, One little bunch of caribou running. Listen to the clicking of their hooves. Just dashing by. Well, I'm going to stay here for a little while. I want to thank you so much for your good company. What a pleasure it is to be here and share this experience with you. I'm Richard Nelson for Encounters. I'll see you next time.